Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 2, beginning in verse 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death, and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you may walk in the way of goodness, and keep to the paths of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the earth, and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. Today I'm going to take a brief look at verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Friends, I've talked about this on a number of occasions. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and from knowledge comes understanding as you begin to apply it, and eventually that understanding will become wisdom. So if you read the Bible on a regular basis, wisdom will automatically come, provided that you are seeking for it. Remember in James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, and he will give it to all who ask for him. 
It says it will give it liberally. He wants you to have wisdom. Today we are going to continue our study of people who had humility in the Old Testament, and today we're going to go to the book of Ruth. And I'm going to tell you the background of Ruth. Now what happened is there is a man, and this is the town of Bethlehem where Jesus was born. So anyway, in Bethlehem, there is a man, Elimelech, and he has a wife named Naomi. And then there was a famine in the land, and so they didn't have a way to earn money anymore, and they were starving. So basically, they left and went to a country not all that far away, but far enough away that they did not go back to their hometown, and this was called Moab. So when they got to the land of Moab, this couple had two sons, and eventually the sons seeked wives, and so they both married women from the land of Moab. So they were foreigners. In other words, they were not followers of God, they served their own gods in that country. But when Naomi came, she knew the real God of Israel. And so when they got married, one of the women who the son married was named Ruth. So about 10 years later, both of the sons died. So over the course of about a few, you know, 10, 12, 15 years, I'm not sure exactly how long, but Ahimelech had died, and both of her sons had died. So Naomi is in a pretty uncomfortable position now. She is in a foreign land. This is not where she came from, and she was from the land of Judah, and that's where the God of Israel was. So she felt she needed to go back. So anyway, she talked to her two daughters-in-law, and she says, you know, and they were planning on taking her back. But, you know, they went a distance away from Moab. And then all of a sudden she came to the realization, you know what? I'm just going to go back to my land, and you go back to your parents' house. So, in other words, their husbands had died. So she says, well, just go back to your mother and father. And so one of the daughters did. But Ruth had fallen in love with Naomi. Now, picture this. This is a mother-in-law. So Naomi was a mother-in-law to Ruth, but she had fallen in love with her over the ten years that she had been her daughter-in-law. So anyway, let's go to Ruth chapter 1, beginning in verse 16. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you, or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. 
The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you to me. So Ruth comes to the decision. She could go back to her real mom and dad, but she has fallen in love with Naomi, and she tells Naomi, I am going to go wherever you go. If you want to go back to your homeland of Judah, I am going to go with you. But she made a covenant, basically, with Naomi that she would be with her and she will eventually take care of her in her old age. So Ruth humbled herself. This is an example of humility. She was putting Naomi and her desires, her wants. She did not want Naomi to be by herself. She understood her husband was now dead, and her two sons were now dead, and so she was not going to allow her to be on her own. And then what we do, when they get back to her former land, Ruth meets a man named Boaz. Now, Boaz is a very good relative of Naomi's former husband, Ahimelech. So Naomi finds out that these fields belong to Boaz, and what she does is she says, go out and meet this man. You go out and work in the fields, and he will come to you. So let's look at Ruth chapter 2, verse 10. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me, and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. So once again, Ruth humbles herself in front of Boaz. So she is showing respect to Naomi, and now she is showing respect to Boaz. Now what happens as we continue this story is Boaz realizes that Ruth needs to have a husband. Her husband has died, and he wants to see that she has a husband. So anyway, the land of Naomi's former husband, Ahimelech, as well as the land of her two sons, 
have now been sold. And so what he does is he realizes that that land now has to be redeemed so Ruth and Naomi will be able to have property to live on. And so Boaz tells um, Ruth, there is a relative to you, to Naomi, that is closer than I am. So what he did is he met in the city gate in front of a group of men and inquired if that person would be interested in redeeming that land back for Naomi and, in essence, Ruth as well. And he said, I am interested in the land, but Boaz said, if part of the deal, now if you're going to redeem that land, then you're also going to have to take Ruth as your wife. And this guy said, I am not willing to do that. So what he did is he took off his sandal and he said, I forfeit the right to redeem this land. And that opens the gate for Boaz to take Ruth as his wife. And that is exactly what happened. The good news is Boaz was a very wealthy man. And so Ruth now is going to have a wealthy husband and now Ruth, as well as Naomi, are going to be provided for. And I'm going to close in the fourth chapter of Ruth, beginning in verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And when he went in to her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a close relative, and may his name be famous in Israel, and may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also the neighbor women gave him a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. So David is King David. So, Ruth is the great-great-grandmother of King David of Israel. This is a wonderful story in humility. I think we all should give this story some thought. Friends, a lot of times people kind of sometimes knock relationships with in-laws a lot of times people make jokes about relationship with in-laws, but I'm here to suggest that if you are married, that you treat the parents of your spouse as though they are your parents. You can adopt them as parents. And I think if you look at 
those parents as your own, I think your relationship will probably blossom a bit more, and I think you might have even a better marriage than you already do. Just something to think about. Friends, my call to action today, I've been talking about this as we enter the third month of this year. It's a new year, and yet (coughs) I believe that you have a new life. The Bible says old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And if you're new to Christianity or if you've been walking that way for a number of years, it is always good to think of other people as more highly than you ought to think. In other words, treat other people as though they are important to you. If you see they're in need, help them in their time of need. Go out of your way. Bend over backwards to be kind, to be gracious, to be friendly with people. If you get a chance... I would like for you to read the entire book of Ruth. It's a short book. It's four chapters, and it's quick reading. I believe you probably could read it maybe in 20, 25 minutes. But I really would like for you to read this story. Get a heart for the type of person Ruth was. She was a humble person, and yet in the end, she was a wonderful woman. She was wealthy. She had a wealthy husband, and she thrived from here on out. I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I ask you to repeat a simple prayer after me. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on a cross so that all of my sins would be forgiven. In addition, I believe that you went into the grave for three days. You actually went to hell itself, and you took the keys of death, and you overcame death and came back up and actually lived on earth for 40 additional days. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. After 40 days, you actually rose up from the earth as the disciples watched you, and you rose in to heaven. You now sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, Jesus, I believe that you are alive. I ask that you come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you repeated that prayer, I ask that you reach out to me on my Facebook page. If you have any specific questions about anything you heard on this podcast today, I ask that you reach out to me on Messenger and I'll get back with you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we close out the week 
with wisdom today.